0: Welcome to the Adult Children Voices Across America Speakers Meeting Podcast. You may attend this meeting live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time using the Zoom ID 848-520-80640, password 061120. For more information about adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families, visit adultchildren.org. The following speaker share from Michelle H was recorded on November 23rd, 2023. So my name is Michelle, and um I always play around how I want to introduce myself. I used, you know, I'm an adult child. It's starting to not feel okay. I'm a functional adult, sounds nice. <laughs> I'm becoming my own loving parent. Yep, that sounds good. Um, I'm really an action kind of forward motion kind of person you know um early on i remember um i don't even remember where or when i just remember the conversation was anything after i am i will be <laughs> you know i am tired i am tired <laughs> i am happy i'm happy i just always i'm a word person i always watch what i say and how i say it to myself now it's taken a lot of time to get to that place so as it says in the format, you know, I share my experience, strength, and hope. You know what happened to me. Uh, I come from the other from the other pro- beverage program, so it's like you know what what happens, what I'm like, what happened, what I was like then, and what I am like now. How how I use these tools. And I tend to jump around. I bring all my literature around, and I spread it all over the table, and I ask God, okay, where do you want me to say? How do you, I want to speak from my heart? Um, because I feel that that's how I learn. Um, If I teach, I I don't listen. (laughs) If I feel like I'm being taught to or talked, T-A-L-K, talked to, my brain goes off. It's like, don't you be telling me what to do, because that's a reaction from old times, you know? So um, I will say this. Um, I, I would like to kind of theme my share around the promises and gratitude. I know it's Thanksgiving and it's like holidays in general sucked, <laughs> you know? For me, they they just weren't happy times. Um, but I gotta tell you today, I someone I was just chatting with another fellow traveler via text, I, they wished me, I hope I had a nice day. I had a fabulous day. I spent the whole day by myself with my cousin's dogs because I'm dog sitting and I'm kind of tired, (laughs) you know, they they are constant attention. And I had no problems today. You know, there was nothing going on except for just, I can spend time with myself today and be okay, which is not how it used to be. It's taken a lot of work on my part. Um, You know, some of you kind of know my history and in the short of things of just to qualify that, um, you know, I I did come from an active alcoholic home. My father was an alcoholic. My mother was a classic codependent. I had an older brother and I had a half-sister who I didn't live with at the time. Um, and really, the, in a nutshell, the abuse that I ex- that I um, experienced, um, and it talks in our literature how, you know, we can tend to minimize our own pain and what happened to us. And I've done that through in recovery a lot because I didn't feel one, I didn't really realize the effects of alcoholism and how they affected me as an adult. And I minimized myself, well, you know, I just I gave my my parents excuses, like, well, you know, they did the best they could, you know. But I never allowed myself to feel and I have a feeling about the best that they could. It sucked, <laughs> you know. They didn't, you know, and it's um today I know today right this moment i know they did the best they could and sometimes i will still have a feeling you know if something comes up in my adult life where i'm like not handling it very well i could connect it back and just say damn i wish you would have talked to me then <laughs> maybe i could deal with this better you know today instead of reacting um i do have a few things that i'll, I'll share um, one of them's a a quote by um Hang on, sorry about that for a second. Here, a quote. Oh God, by John Bradshaw. And it comes from Healing the Shame That Binds You. And it um it says the job, the job of the of job of parents is to model, right? Modeling includes how to be a person, how to relate intimately to another person, how to acknowledge and express emotions, how to fight fairly, how to have physical emotional. Intellectual boundaries, how to communicate, how to cope and survive life's unending problems, how to be self-disciplined, how to love oneself and another. Shame-based parents are unable and cannot do any of these things. They simply don't know how. And that does not excuse their behavior or treatment of me, is what I added. You know, um. And I had to actually apply that to myself in this program because what I didn't know, I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know then. And I didn't know what I was doing as an adult um, getting involved in relationships that were not founded on authenticity, you know, who I really am today. And there was a line in the big red book. It comes from page 41. And it says, our attempts to control bring spiritual death. To relationships. I love that spiritual death because anytime I've tried to control other people, places, and things, and it's all been a survival mode, it comes from, for me, my fear of abandonment, all the traits in some way, shape, or form. But I am a diehard, loyal person. This is, I, and it's traits, uh, well, trait, all of the traits, <laughs> but the one that's coming up for the most. You know, um, I have an over overdeveloped sense of responsibility. It's easier for me to be concerned about others rather than myself because it's easier to look at you rather than me. And the other is, um, yeah, trait 12. We are dependent personalities who are terrified of abandonment. Terrified. That's why I stayed in a 19-year relationship. And it wasn't horrible. It's just that I became involved with this woman when I was young and did not know what I was doing, I was in recovery. Um, you know, like I said, I was in AA, um, and I am so grateful. I used to have a little bit of resentment, and it's not Alcoholics Anonymous. The resentment, there's no resentment. It's just that I didn't understand the foundation, the principles of Alcoholics Anonymous are for people that have a drinking problem, <laughs> you know, and that's what it is, and it goes only so far in the steps, they don't address the stuff that we deal with here. And that's what I realized. But all the, that the, I've been sober since 1987. So I've been in recovery since 1987, I was 22 years old. And I've had the steps in my mind forever. I just didn't know how to apply them in a healthy way to myself. I used them to beat myself up. Um, and it's not, and I, I guess I just really wanted to clear that because, it's not us versus them. <laughs> there is every freaking kind of program that you could have, that we can have, that I can have to get well. And no one program is better than the other or worse than the other. It's just there for whoever needs it. And I stopped bla- I stopped kind of berating AA. It's not AA. It's some people in other programs maybe aren't as awakened to their light. You know, and unfortunately they pass on crap in the nice way of saying that. <laughs> and what I hear, my perception, because it is a disease of perception. It's what I hear in my head. You know, if I hear someone saying, well, you need to go do the steps. Well, I'm hearing my father. So I'm going to like back up. I'm going to like start saying, fuck you, because I don't want you to be telling me what to do. I never had a real ongoing longevity uh, relationship with a sponsor because I didn't want someone telling me what to do, you know. So I had various people throughout my life walking with me. Um, I know I'm kind of like bouncing back and forth here, but that's okay. So you know, the majority of my upbringing. So I'm just asking my kids. Um, they they were kind of you know I'm very I'm very integrated now. Love that word integrated. Um, with my my inner family. So in May I wrote um I was doing a lot of work with my you know the loving parent guidebook and um and they I, I allowed them to write uh, a hello to it was like the first time I think I shared I think it was on um whatever that Friday one was. I can't remember <laughs> boom box Zoom box, whatever Friday night meeting that one. And this is, and I'm okay with what they want to, they want to share what they wrote. So I'm just going to read this part. Um, I'm introducing my kids to you. So I'm going to just turn my video off just for a second so you can see some of them. And if you want to speak or me, you can, you can see them. (laughs) This is everybody today. You know, it's, it's my five-year-old CYO camp. That's the happy camper. Um, and, and you know, and there's my 12 year olds in there, a young adult. I mean, all ages, they're all in there. And, um, and they're all in me, all the parts are in me. So that's who I'm talking about. So the first one says, hi, my name is Michelle and I'm a superhero. I wrote this in May. So this was after watching the series of Supergirl. <laughs> Let me tell you, my little series did a lot for me. My loving parent, Michelle, likes to call me Happy Camper. I like the name too, because when I was five, six, seven years old, I used to go to summer camp called CYO. I felt so free to be me. I We played at parks, we swam in big pools and ponds. I didn't like it too much swimming in the pond because it was yucky at the bottom and my feet felt funny. We also liked to walk in the woods. We went on special trim, trips to Alleg- Allegheny State Park, Letchwood State Park, amusement parks. We did lots of fun arts and crafts. It was the best. I loved camp because I felt loved, wanted, and needed, watched out for, cared for, cared about, supported, and important. I was seen. I was sad. Um, I was sad, I think, when I didn't go anymore. I didn't know why I wasn't going anymore. I really liked camp. And that's where Happy Camper Me gets my name. Um. Me. Gets my name. My loving parent is the best. She lets me have all my feelings. She loves me anyways. She tells me she loves me over and over and over again. She assures me that she's never going to leave me. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, there isn't anything I can do or say that would make her leave me. She's very attentive to my needs and wants, and she lets me have ice cream and stay in my jammies sometimes all day. And we watch fun shows together. When I'm hungry, cranky, tired, or need a hug, my loving parent takes care of me. I still have my Winnie a Pooh, too. Okay, that's enough. I have nothing else to say, but I do love my loving parent and I'm glad she found me again. Okay, bye. You know, that was, that's her. And she's still here and I can feel her right now. Um, And so my next, you know, is my 12 year old. Um, she doesn't like to be called 0012. She used to be like 0012. She liked it because superhero, you know. all kinds of fun gadgets. We know how to live. We know how to maneuver. Um, she's a little bit more sensitive because she was the one that was abandoned or at least a, she felt abandoned by her brother because she went. he went into the Air Force at 12. And she got left alone. So, you know, unfortunately that's how she felt and that's where the real physical abandonment began. So, hi, my loving parent is supporting me by writing for me. Um, I really don't want to be called 0012 anymore, so it's 12. I chose this name because I think, well, it was she was telling me why it was cool. Um, yeah, Happy Camper said it all. Loving parent Michelle supports me, encourages me when I sense my feelings, if someone or something is leaving or going away, she helps me to see that I didn't say or do or behave in a way that was wrong. Like my brother who left to go in the Air Force when I was 12, I thought he was leaving me. I know today that he left for himself. I'm so glad and relieved to know that. Sometimes I can feel those feelings again In my and my loving parent assures me in the moment, she's always there and will never leave me. Well, it's all for now. P.S. I love my loving parent. I'm so glad she took the time to find me, to see me, to hear me, to love me no matter what. She was a tough one. I, you know, um, when I got into ACA uh, about four years ago, she was the, I went into a five-day intensive um, experiential uh, program at the at a place. Anyway, um and, you know, you got to sit in two chairs, me and the therapist, and you had the chairs across from me, and you had mom and dad over there. Mom and dad's fine. So she goes, okay, where are your kids? I said, five-year-old's right here. She's good. Twelve-year-old's over against the wall. <laughs> you know, and I, she said, why is she over there? And I said, because she doesn't trust me. And, and trust me, at that time, I was not trustworthy. I just didn't have enough tools in ACA yet. And as it talks in the literature, the kids will not come to me if they don't trust me. So what do I have to do to gain their trust is I have to keep the little promises to take care of myself on a daily basis. No matter how small or how silly it may sound to me, like, okay, today I'm gonna brush my teeth. <laughs> or today we're gonna uh, you know, go work out or I'm gonna go pay a bill or whatever it is. It's it's some It's a small promise. That And if I keep doing those small promises every day, um, they begin to see and trust me and they come out more. Because my higher power are my inner family. They're my inner family. They tell me, my body will tell me what to do, what I need to do. It's Everything is really, a lot of everything uh, is in the literature and I can't speak enough highly for it. And I'm grateful that I've been able to go through it all. So that was five and that was 12. I have teen M and young adult. So we have a couple more here. Hey everyone, my chosen name, I like to be called teen M. I'm about those teen years, you know, 13, 18. So I wanted to share the most of, I wanna share that most of my teens I felt alone, lonely, confused, neglected, sad, frustrated, hustled for attention. And I now know that some of those feelings were covered by covering my anger because I didn't feel like I was supported, loved, unconditionally, paid attention to, taken seriously, cared about by my caregivers, my parents. They were older than most of my friends' parents, and they were emotionally unavailable. They couldn't give what I needed. And sometimes today in my adult life, I can sometimes have feelings about that. As i've already mentioned i know those feelings today are grief healing the loss of what i didn't have as a kid my loving parent helps to see helps me to see and feel helps me to see and feel the right to those feelings and supports me to feel them and lets me cry and tells me she loves me and and when i cry now tears are healing tears and she is, and will always support me and my feelings and she will never go away or shut me down. I have to admit that since it's nice to know that, yeah, my life is pretty good. I get to drive once in a while. Sometimes she invokes boundaries. Yeah, I really don't like those, but they're boring rules to me like you know we need to get in bed and get a good night's sleep or eat more mindfully oh get out of the house and play or go with my friends for a walk or nature i do like having friends i like hanging out and walking with nature so i guess the boundaries are not so boring i know they actually help me feel better about me and they also help me be more aware of others as well i think i'm done for now Definitely healing and more calm in my head, more relaxed in my body because I feel heard, loved, seen, wanted, needed, and important in my loving parents' life. I do belong to her finally again. So that's that's a young teen. She. uh, Yeah, it was. I mean, everything I'm reading is just so I feel like just reading it again is is um, showing me how far I've come since May, you know. And that's not too long ago this this i am sitting in gratitude uh for everything um you know i i mentioned a 19-year relationship that i was in and um i sent a a a thanksgiving message out to her today and i wasn't going to i went like went back and forth and then i you know what I, i felt i felt it i felt it come again you know we've we've done a lot of healing um, because it um, it was kind of rough at the end. Uh, I wanted to end amicably, but you know, they um, you know when when you're when when one is hurt so much, the only way to know they know how is out of anger, you know, I mean, it's just it's just how to exit. I wish it didn't have to be that way, but it was, but or and um with time. And for me, with time and ACA, um, I was able to heal some of that, a lot of it actually. And we were able to now, you know, have not, you know, we're not tight, but we can say hello, we can call each other, we could ask for help, and so on and so forth. So I sent a, I sent a text out and just simply said, I'm so grateful, Um, you know, for all of it. You know, for all of it, I'm grateful. I wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't have the life I had. You know, is that so bad? I mean, it didn't it didn't you know it wasn't fun. you know, I know that there is there's going back to, you know, not minimizing myself and my feelings and my pain and what happened to me and not playing small because I know there's been other people that have experienced a lot worse abuse than I, but that doesn't mean my pain is any less. And that's the emotional abuse is, is it plays with your head. I mean, I, I just, you know, it's there all the time for like anyone else. It's there's no better, no worse. I guess that's what I was trying to say. It's just, I have a tendency to minimize me and I'm done doing that, you know? Um, so because I feel like I, I shouldn't share because I haven't been beat up enough or some, whatever it is. I don't know if some of you are guessing what I'm thinking about, but emotional and verbal abuse on a daily basis is just as bad, <laughs> you know, and it does talk about that in our literature as well. And, you know, so one of the promises in, um I'm just sharing this one promise because it, it's, it may be in our, our literature in some way, but the way it's worded in this one is, is what I'm really um, paying attention to for the second. Um, and I just lost where it went. Oh, you know, no matter, no, it says no matter how far down the scale we've gone or no matter how, you know, no matter what happened to me, you know, I can see how my experience will help another, you know? And that's really what it comes down to. So. You know, my message is is one of hope because I never felt, thought that I would feel like a whole person right here, right now, sitting in front of you on a freaking Thanksgiving night. Who freaking thought of that? You know, I'm not putting on a show. I'm not looking for attention. I'm not saying, hey, look at me. You know, I mean, I used to do all that shit. I wanted to be the center of attention because I fucking needed the attention. I needed to know in my heart that you fucking saw me, loved me, cared about me. And it's not that I don't care about that now. I do that for me now because that's how it needed to be for me. I look, you know, the song, looking for love in all the wrong places, man. I was in, I was, I was in back alleys, railroad tracks, waterbeds, you know, I mean, You name it, I was there because I was looking for love. I was looking for someone to tell me they loved and cared about me. And that was not the way to do it, you know, but I didn't know what I didn't know. So um, so that particular promise that you know my experiences can help others helps me to to kind of get out of that, you know, in the laundry list, you know, the one side's more victimizing and the other one is more of the not the perpetrator but you know victimizer you know that kind of I, i'm noticing that i'm like falling over to the victimizer a little bit in some ways because it's like oh well i'm not feeling all this stuff but now i start doing these other things this freaking disease is tricky you know it's sneaky you know it morphs into you know one if i work on one trait it kind of squeezes out my arm and works its way into another way you know <laughs> like like someone really was honest with me enough to share that there's times when they feel like I have a little bit of a superiority coming out onto them. And it's, and I'm like, I knew exactly what they were talking about. Talk about a pill, a pill to swallow. That was the most healing thing I ever experienced. And that person is someone that I really care about. That person is now someone that I'm in a relationship with, you know? And so coming full circle, looking for love in all the wrong places, hanging on to a relationship for 19 years, it ending. And four years ago, I picked, I have worked hard. I've gone through the red book. You know, I've done the yellow steps, the yellow steps. I can call them the yellow steps. The yellow workbook, the laundry trait workbook. Now I'm in the Loving Parent Guidebook. You know, I have a desire to be the most well person that I can be, the most awakened. And I knew this about me when I was a kid. Knew, I felt, I learned a new word today. If I can say it, that might be the problem. Channel, efflugence efflugeance, I don't know. It's E-F-F-L-U-G-E-N-C-E, efflugens, I think. <laughs> it means bright light. I have always been a bright light. I have always known it. And, you know, as I grew up, I wasn't strong. And I wasn't the kid that would say, I'll show you, I'm going to become an MD. You know, I I showed them by going in myself in like, playing small and I was just this worthless little kid and never felt like I could ever amount to anything. And, uh, so I let others trample on me. I let others tell me what I should be. I let others everything. And, um, and I know that that didn't feel right, but I didn't have enough I don't know. I just didn't have enough inside me to, I got really hurt by my father saying, no, you can't, you, why are you going to go to arts school? That's, that's a bullshit career. I don't know what he said. I don't even know the exact words. I just know something he said went inside my body and it blew it up. And I flatlined. that was like 18 and that was it. And I just, I just did whatever I could do to get by, you know? Um, So there you go. All of that. Where am I on time? Okay. 18 minutes. So a little bit of my past, you know, what I felt like, got some of my kids here, my young adult. She's, she's, um, she's around, you know, um, she just wants you to know that, uh, she wants to be known as simplicity, joy, beauty, order, Harmony and balance is what she strives to live today Um, because that's what I, I also try to, and I got I got to make mention of my critical parent, who um, picked up the name turbo because I work with a guy. um, I own my own business, which is freaking bizarre. Never wanted to be my own business person, but anyway, um, he, he, I would rush around or I'd get like all flustered and like try to do things. And he's like, dude, slow down turbo. And I'm like, I love it. <laughs> I love the name. So turbo it is because she, um, I'm just going to read what she had to say. She was turbo. So I was feeling a little bit left out because everybody else in this family was claiming a name. What about me? <laughs> uh, I've done a lot of shit, you know? She gets really mouthy sometimes, but and then this name came Turbo Score. That name works for me. So, yeah, I'm that voice in my loving parents' head that sometimes is a bit much. Yep, I've done and I have been annoying and sometimes hurtful and overwhelmingly relentless with telling her what to do and what she should do. I really was for the good of all my intentions, were supposed to be good and they came out sideways sometimes maybe not so great but for the most part yeah they were critical yeah I know that and I own it today but I was only trying to help now my loving parent has become savvy to my ways and sometimes she will relieve me of my duties aka judging mostly passing out doubt on some on situations and she has sent me to The chill room, a small enough space for me to just chill and relax. Where I can just really see or hear what's going on. And there's been times she's asked for my assistance when needed. And we work together. Not often though, I will. Sometimes I step in when she's been on the couch a while, zoning out to TV. Come on, let's move. And teen M doesn't want to, or some other part of the family doesn't want to either. So LPM and I collaborate and the family takes a vote. The majority wins, of course. It's a boundary that's played, which trumps everyone except my loving parent in which a healthier side of me supports. Well, I guess for now, I'll let her continue her sharing. She'll probably send me to the chill seat again I tend to sometimes sneak in my voice about what she's saying or what she's not saying or how she's saying it. Anyways, I hear her saying, thanks for sharing turbo. So I'll go now. Um, She's I've become more friendly with her, you know, and um, I'll tell you this much as I had the voices, I had the shitty committee in my head for the longest time, the longest time. And it wouldn't, you know, and drinking helped, subside those feelings um and those thoughts um and um and as it again states in our book literature is that that's the 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 critical parent i know now is trying to protect me you know she's just trying to protect me so now i know that if you know it's like if i'm not paying my bills on time and she's like hey you gotta pay your bills gotta pay your bills that's a good thing <laughs> you know <laughs> that's a good thing so There's that. So those are my, those are my inner family, um, parts. Um, still getting to know some other things about me. Um, you know, right now, today, currently, currently in this present day, I'm 58. I just celebrated 36 years of recovery in AA. Um, I do more ACA work than I do anything. Um, I, like I said, I have four years of that intensive, intensive. I mean, I was in a small, very private group, by, when I mean by very private, it's just that we were very committed four people, two of my friends, one was a new person that, I, that was a friend of my friends. All of us were in various programs and all of us had at least 20 plus years of recovery. And we went through the yellow workbook together. Boy, you want to talk about family dynamics. Here's family dynamics right here. You know, all of us on these little squares and those that show up regularly, you know, we all have our dynamics and we all anyway. So it was just a really I'm so grateful for the small group. Because I think for me, my experience, that is really what helped me get into the literature and understand what was happening in my own body, and everything. Um, so the steps, the yellow guidebook, the loving, the trait book, I, I'm like down with that. I I think that is like the my opinion. <laughs> Everyone's different. My opinion is the meat. Because those are the things, I mean, those are... Those are it. Those are my strategies. And they can come out in different ways today, an adult, because now, you know, I can show the, I can shed the light on it all and they can, oh, okay, I get it. And I might tweak it a little bit somehow, but I don't know it. I just think it's still this disease acts in a sneaky way because, because um, it still tries to automatically survive, just to live in situations that if I'm not getting what I want, <laughs> or I'm having a reaction to something. these are gonna come out in a different way. They might not come out slant, you know, like old way, but they'll come out in a way that I'm still trying to get what I want. And if I don't use the tools, you know, breathe, you know if I'm noticing I'm not breathing and I'm tense and I'm tight, then i'm I'm something's going on. You know if i if I pause, uh, take a breath, read some literature talk to another fellow traveler or someone that's close that I feel safe with, who's not going to try and fix me, tell with me what to do. Just listen, hold space and ask me questions because that's how I learn. I don't need someone telling me what to do because, or what they think that I should do because that's old shit. I need to think for my fucking self because my father told me everything, what to do. And it's like, and that's why I had such a hard time making decisions. I'm like, go, oh, go to the, or the wrong decision for that matter. You know, my, my ex partner used to tell me, or she would text me and say, Hey, can you pick up like something that they'd say at the store that there's zillions of them, like maybe an aspirin you know, or a sauce or something. I would panic because I didn't want to get the wrong one. So I'm like, I would call, I text, which one did you want? And she goes, it doesn't matter. I'm like, Oh my God, it's still, you're not answered. I take a picture of it. Since. "Is this the one you want just to make sure everybody's okay you know because i didn't want to get the wrong one stressful anyway um so i I would like to shed a little light on the hope of relationships because isn't that what you know for me anyways is is what my life is about it's connection it's all i ever wanted was a connection connection with real connection real like like look at me and see me and hear me, um, as well as me being able to do those things with another person too. Um, I am now in a relationship with someone that um I have a lot of feelings for, which I never thought would happen. I was actually um written written off. I was just like, you know, I've done some work. I thought, you know I'm fifty eight. I mean, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I just had a little conversation with God, like in like in August. And I said, you know what? If I'm supposed to be alone, okay, fine. And it's okay, I was okay with me. I if I got to a place where I'm okay with Michelle. I'm okay to be alone in my house to, with myself. I, I would, you know, I, I heard a fellow member saying, they looked up, up this morning and said, like, hey, you look, you look kind of good today, you know? And I'm like, I'd say to myself in the mirror, like, I'd go out with you. <laughs> You know, you're pretty, you know what, you're pretty okay. You know, and like, that's how I have those conversations in the mirror every once in a while. You know, and I don't, and I don't care. However it looks, sounds, it doesn't matter. I just know these things that helped me lighten my life up because I sit here feeling like, holy shit. You know, I feel like there's a chunk of me that's just, statically happy and you know why because i i've met someone no it's not because i can actually meet them we can meet each other they're in recovery as well and we're able to communicate to talk honestly to say the thing that i'm fucking scared to say don't say that no 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 don't want to say that you know critical parent will come in real strong because like no 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 you want to say the right thing Let's reword that. No, we just need to be honest. You know, I don't have to play games. I can just say, hey, I'm feeling this. (laughs) Not sure why. I think it has something to do with this. Um, I actually experienced um, on Monday and Tuesday a very uh, realistic feeling of freeze. And I didn't really, it was a very interesting experience because Everybody was on board. I felt all my kids, but then all of a sudden I didn't feel anybody. I didn't feel anything. I I did, I felt like a little deadened inside, and I realized I'm in freeze. I'm in freeze. am like, why am I in freeze? I'm like, oh my God, I have no feelings. I'm like, I'm not even feeling the emotional, like, oh, I really like you. You know, <laughs> I wasn't feeling nothing. And I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong? What's going on? And I realized I was in freeze. And why was I in freeze? Was I was. I was i i i fear scared is this too good to be true it's gonna go away <laughs> you know? so freeze i'm not feeling anything i'm just like mm, and i'm like nope i wrote it out and it was the most wonderful thing because i was able to take care of myself i was able to ask for you know, to say, hey, you know what, I just, I need some time to myself. And we'll talk later. Knowing that, that's huge for me. It's huge for them. I mean, I know if someone said, hey, we'll talk, or um, I'm in, I mean, I just need some time. I'd be like, what, what do you mean you need time? I'd be all up in here. What do you need time? Where are you going? What's going to happen? Are you going to come back? <laughs> I need to know those things, you know, and it's important. So I expressed to them that I um, will I'll, I'll call you later, like maybe tomorrow. I just need this time. And I wrote through it, and it was just simply I am just so ecstatically happy, and so terrified at the same time <laughs> because it's so wonderful that I'm actually doing what I've always wanted to. I, I'm doing, I'm being, and having in my life at this moment everything I've ever wanted, when I wasn't looking for it, you know, talk about God, higher, my God, my higher powers, this is all orchestrated, unbeknownst with my control, because I don't want the spiritual death, I don't want to control, I know nothing, <laughs> I only know what I'm doing right here, you know, and I um, was able to move through that period of freeze, And they were very scared. They were feeling a little abandoned. Their little triggers and activation was happening. We were able to talk about the experience and got clarity and truth and honesty. So we went from A to Z all the way around and out the other side. And nothing horrible happened. Because there was no evidence that it happened before. Because that's what happens. We keep showing up for each other. It keeps being reinforced. So we keep being mindful of those moments and um, it's truly um, a miracle, truly a gift, a prom- all the promises, you know, discover our real identities by loving and accepting ourselves. Yeah, I am doing that and it's happening for me you know, the self-esteem will increase. I have that on a daily approval. Give I give myself approval on a daily basis as best as I can. Maybe one or maybe 10. I don't know. <laughs> it fluctuates. Um, there's such an ebb and flow to my recovery because it, I used to think that you had to feel love intensity 247. And I didn't know that that was not real. <laughs> That's like bullshit. <laughs> and um so when I felt that deadened moment over the past few days, I got scared because I'm like, great, what what am I doing this for then? If I'm gonna feel that, it's just normal. <laughs> it's it's just normal. Um, you know, my ability to share intimacy will grow inside us. It's happening. The fear of authority figures and the need to people please will leave us. I, I can say that's a big one that I feel like I'm I've I've really accomplished. And, and move through that. Um, as we face our abandonment issues, we will be attracted by our strengths and become more tolerant and weaknesses. Yep, I'm facing abandonment. You know, little scenarios all over the place, and walking right through it. And the kids are actually, I, I like I said, I feel so integrated with them. I can, I, I don't feel like they're so separate anymore, which is really kind of an interesting feeling. You know, and so on and so forth with the promises, I, I, you know, they wouldn't be in the book if they weren't true. It's just up to me, you know, I am responsible for myself. My parents are no longer responsible for myself today. I used to blame them. I used to say, you're, yeah, it's because you're drinking." and I'm the way I'm going I used to yell at my father all the time. I have two minutes left. Um, so. Yeah, so I am like I'm like really kind of afraid to say I'm happy in love, you know, like and, and I'm like I don't you know part of want to say that out loud, but because it is very special and and it's it's important, but that's another piece that I, I used to be afraid to share my good fortunes. Like, what are you so happy about, right? I don't I, I can share my good stuff, you know, it's it's important for me to do that to let others know that it's possible. That's that's the part of this. Um and I'm just gonna share one more thing before I close. Um and one thank you everyone for showing up on Thanksgiving. And I know that everyone has whatever um they have on their hearts today and hopefully well we're here so you know that's that's a good thing. And um you never know where you're gonna find gratitude and I found it on the GT. (laughs) Some of you already know this. Uh, The GT synergy drink says living in gratitude. It's also pretty healthy for you. And on the back, it says the following prayer of gratitude. My heart fills with gratitude as I reflect on the many blessings the universe has bestowed upon me from the air in my lungs to the beat of my heart. Every breath, Every pulse is a gift. Thank you for the infinite generosity and for the constant reminder that all I ever need, I already have, and that is the truth. Because um, I just forgot about it. it. It it got boiled over with all the crap from the past, and it's always been there. It will always be there, and it's up to me to keep just, just keep on. You know filtering the light out and um with safe people with safe people that's you know i i have to pay attention so uh with that i'm gonna stop talking and i again thank you and i hope um i look forward to hearing some shares from you all whatever's on your heart you have my permission to share on anything i shared in my share as well and if you need something to focus on to share about um uh Maybe pick a promise, one of your favorite promises, or a laundry lick trait, or whatever's on her. On that, I'm going to pass it back to TD. Thank you.